You sure about this? I won't let you hurt anyone. Je It's not gonna work. You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free. What's up, y'all? I'm back again with another video. This is Falcon Winter Pod podcast. We are discussing Falcon and Winter Soldier, season one, episode four. This was some stuff. All right, I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd himself. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Thank you all for joining me, those of you watching live and those of you listening on the repeat in podcast form. When you're listening to or watching this broadcast, please use that hashtag FWPod. Leave it in the comments. Use it on the Twitters. Let me know that you're out there, that you're listening, you're watching. Make this a conversation. Man. Y'all, <laughs> okay, so episode four, I, okay, so take take a few steps back. Um, I hate to keep referencing it, but WandaVision was really good. You know, we got, got the juices flowing, got the people in the mood. That was good. I was one of those naysayers that was like, I don't know if this program will be as good or if it'll be good. Slap on the wrist. This show is a pretty good show, um, especially within the limitations confined uh genre of what we're getting really good show um well i'll say good show well done we were off in magipore before now we're bringing things full circle um i don't know man i don't know just just this was this was interesting i actually stayed up and watched this um i'm in central time so stayed up to about two in the morning watched it i was i was i was interested so um Episode four, the whole world is watching. Uh, John Walker loses patience with Sam and Bucky as they learn more about Carly Morgenthau. Okay. We're going to do things a little bit differently this go-round. I'm not going scene by scene. Pretty much, um, 
Dormilaje Io come up. She talking to Bucky. She's like, hey, man, you effed up. Give me Zemo. He killed T'Chaka. He's like, man, we just need it for a little bit longer. She said, I'll give you eight hours. That's it. Um, we get Lamar and John. They got some stuff going on. We get Carly and crew. We get them. We get a little bit of Sarah this episode. And we end on something that I wasn't expecting. I'm not surprised. Um, there's that. What I want to do is go like by person, not by scene. So uh, please make your comments, leave the comments. I'll check them towards the end of the episode. We'll go through them, get a little rundown. But man, so we open up with uh, Io and we get the White Wolf. <laughs> we get Bucky during his rehabilitation time back in Wakanda. And I've said it in the first, like, I think the second episode, I'm enjoying Bucky. I'm enjoying what we're getting from him, especially because he was not a character who I really cared about. I did not like him, but I wasn't really a fan. Um, I do like what they're doing with him in this show. Um, I'm hoping that we don't just drop the plot line of the guy he murdered and then now he's friends with that guy's dad. I'm assuming everything that happens in the next episode will circle back and he can do his old, I'm sorry I killed your son on the last episode. Um, I enjoy Bucky. He, I think he's he's consistent. He is troubled. He's a tortured soul. He has all these big ideals. I think should be how Captain America should be and how he's not worthy. Maybe he's worthy. I don't really care about that, but like him overall, I'm enjoying his character. Zemo, um, I'm not particularly a fan, and it's just like it was with Bucky. It's not that he's a terrible character or even poorly acted. It's just I never cared. Um, I think what they're doing with him in this show is helping that. Um, I am interested to see where he goes. Uh, I'm not as focused or dialed into him. Uh, I do like this whole mix match, mix match, mix match hodgepodge of a, a team that we have here, but I. I can take him or leave him, but I do like what we've been presented with so far. He is, he showed his ass this episode. He definitely showed that though he's always been for me a villain, and I know we got him out of prison or jail or wherever he was for a particular reason. I didn't see him backstabbing or double crossing anyone, and he did, but then did he really? So yeah, we'll get to that. Um, let me see. Sam, I don't know what, why. I don't know. I just don't know what or why. Uh, let me see. Io, Dormilaje, ah, ah, chef's kiss. The aunties came in with spears and javelins and right hooks and, and parkour whooping ass. Uh, let's see. Who else? John, for... All my feelings about this public enemy number one, I do think the actor portraying John is doing a really good job. He's doing a good job at making you hate him. And it's one thing to be like, oh, the big angry um, white man who's here to do all the bad shit. But then there's another thing to, I don't like John. I don't like him at all. But again, I do think that the actor portraying John, Russell, I believe is his last name, is doing a really good job. And it's not some cheesy um not cheesy it's not phoned in 
It's like he's taking this seriously. And to know that he either auditioned or wanted to be the original Captain America, it's like, ah, what kind of MCU would we have had if we didn't get Johnny Storm converting over <laughs> to Steve Rogers, if we had got Russell and... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because we spent so many years with Steve that I can't really see this guy being Captain America. But, you know, stranger things have happened. He He's doing what he needs to do to get a rise out of everybody. I don't know anyone who is a fan of his. And when I say his, of course, the character, not the actor. Um, if you are a fan of John Walker, let me know in the comments. <laughs> Uh, use the hashtag, I don't know, Walker fan or something. I need to know if y'all are out there fans of this horrendous, terrible guy. Uh, Lamar, we'll get to him. Uh, and I have some things that ran through my head during some of his scenes. And Carly, I like Carly. I, I like her. Simple as I like her. So the thing that I mentioned before, it may have been last episode and the one before, I, I want to say it was the one before, is that with Carly and the Flag Smashers, I feel as if this show is trying their best to make them out to be these villains. And you can say, oh, well, they're breaking the law. This, this, this. Yeah, sure. But laws are man-made and written up for things to be as the status quo, how the general dominant population wants it to be. That being said, who said, I think Sam said it, what Carly is doing, or maybe it was Lamar. What Carly is doing, Carly and the Flag Smashers, is they are trying to get health care and food and rations and just it, things to make life better for the people who were displaced because of the folks who returned after the blip. That being said, that's going to get loyalty worldwide. When they had Carly set off that bomb in that building, uh, which was, what is it, the Global Repatriation Committee, whatever. When she blew up that building, it's like the show was like, oh, yeah, look how bad she is. Look how terrible they are. Now, of course, I am interpreting it this way. Y'all could have saw it a whole nother way. I personally feel like they're trying their best to make her be the villain, which how can you see? I don't know, man. I don't feel that way. That being said, I watched a YouTube video. Uh maybe about a couple days ago, and I forget the specifics. Forgive me if I can remember or find a video. I will link it in the uh, show notes, so please check those out. Check back. But the guy was pretty much saying some of this show must have been reshot or re-edited or something because from his point of view, this vaccine that we're stealing to redistribute in like cases tons of cases the condition that the vaccine is addressing is never addressed and that they bring up the tb uh tuberculosis with uh dora madani but that isn't a voiceover and you guys with my life and nine to five and then creative work and whatever I haven't had a chance to go back and revisit it but taking what this uh youtuber said at face value it's like, okay, maybe some of this was edited. Maybe it's the global COVID of it all that changed the way some of this was um, from where it was intended. Uh, but even that, all that aside, even if it's been changed or not, I still don't see the Flag Smashers as the villains. 
Um, the power broker was mentioned in this episode. Carly is going to probably get her some comeuppance. Uh, we know that she took those 20 vials from that wicked doctor from the episode before, and we see that she finds them, or not finds them, she goes to her secret hiding spot in a cemetery, and her and her homeboys talking like, hey, do we really need more people to have this, this serum? Do we need more people like us? And Carly's whole thing is we have been, me and you, her and the guy she was speaking to, I, we're talking, we're cool, we're hanging out. In those five years that everyone was gone, we had time and space to get to know each other, to be around each other in a way that we wouldn't have been before. Before we would have been taught to hate each other, this, that, and third. And I get that, kumbaya of it all. But ultimately, where I am falling down hard that the Flag Smashers are not a terrible group is because you're trying to make sure that everyone else has these um, same vaccines and foods and everything else for them as the people who've come back. Because I, I think another issue I'm having with the snap and with the MCU as a whole, and it isn't a breakdown with the universe, like is a, a plot hole or whatever, but I need to see what was life like during those five years. Because if these people are so hell bent on their cause uh, and making their cause come true, for lack of a more cohesive statement, that they are willing to inject themselves with a altered super soldier serum to fight for these very things. It's not to say that you're right just because you're the loudest, but there has to be somebody who's, and Sam kind of got to that in this episode, who sits and talks with these people like, what is it that you want? Like you're we, you're in the news, you're doing all this stuff. It's terrible. You're hurting people, whatever. But what is it that you want? And the it's simple. Everyone on this show has said at one point in time they want to get the world back to how it was during them five years. Um, I don't know, man. I just I don't. I'm on Carly's side. I'm on Carly's side. Now, uh, getting back to the different characters. So Bucky, Bucky really. I think this is one of the better episodes for him. I did like the first episode. I liked the second one, but this one in particular, like seeing this crossroad of him being the former winter soldier, having to take that title again and break out Zemo, the man who controlled you to save the world, having to take all these steps and also turning your back against the people who, bent over backwards to one help you mentally get your mind back together as you saw in the clip at the top of the episode and also get yourself together physically to get you in a better space than you were when you were mind controlled for him today i like this intersection of him his former mind controller his uh kind of bromance sibling relationship with Sam and then having to deal with the Dormelage as well which is representation from like Wakanda at large this man is this is what you want, a lot of drama. Now, I don't know how they're going to get themselves out, out of this, but kudos to him and the show for getting him to this space. Um, I don't particularly care about him as much because the more that I watch Bucky, I like his story, um, but seeing a lot of the stuff that he's saying, him and other people, Zemo as well, 
I get into these spaces where this show kind of pulls me out of it. Um, he's so hell bent on a means to an ends. Like Sam said, you know the Wakandas ain't gonna be happy about you getting Zemo out of jail, out of prison, wherever he is. And I get that Zemo is your means to an end, but at some point you have to like for him to come into Zemo's house and be like, Well, the Wakandas are after you, you know, they ain't they ain't gonna give me a whole lot of time. It's like it's almost like you are putting the responsibility on the Wakandas and Dora Milaje to come in, get this man. If you can follow me here, you got him out, means to an ends. You're not done getting that ends yet, but you know that breaking him out is going to anger or at the very least hurt the feelings of the people who took you in. And now it's like, oh, well, you better give me what I need because, you know, the the Wakandas is after you, but then, like, why don't you do your part as someone who uh, has been restored to at least some semblance of your former self by these very people, knowing that he even took their king away from them, knowing the, the shit that he did to them and you? Why don't you just hand them over? Like, I get the means to the ends part, but I don't know, something about it feels very irresponsible on his part. Um, we see that when him, Sam, Bucky, Sam, and uh, Zemo, go to the uh, Dora Madani's refugee camp place, and Sam is exploring the, I'll say palace. I don't know what this building is. I'll just say palace. And everyone he meets is like slowly walking away from him. He meets the teacher who's like, hey, I know who you are. You being Falcon means nothing. The government said it was going to send teachers. They didn't send that. They said they're going to send help. They didn't send that. Ultimately, Sam, is he's, I feel like he's, Mm. he's understanding Carly's ideals a little bit more. Yeah, it's like, oh, I work with soldiers who have also been through heartache and trauma and PTSD and whatnot, but he keeps calling her a kid. He keeps being very empathetic to her, which I'm all for it, but it's every other person on this show is like, no, at first she's a super soldier, killer, killer dead, Zemo as well. And that's where some of this falls apart for me as well. Um, I think, and I have to ask myself, is it because she is a woman of color? Like looking at the show itself, you I, you have you have your biases when you're watching and consuming media. And with her visibly being a woman of color, I think she's black and white. Um, and then having this big white man shoot this gun at her, <laughs> like though she could whoop his ass because the super soldier of it all, but I'm just like. Y'all not listening to her. And then you send in the black guy. Sam goes in to talk to her at, during the funeral or after the funeral. And he's getting this headway with her. He's like, hey, you're doing this. This is wrong. We want the same thing. You're going about it the wrong way. Or you're going about it in a way that I wouldn't. And that scene was probably one of my favorite scenes between the two of them. Nothing that happened until the very end was really surprising. With John... Walker and Lamar in, uh, inserting themselves into Bucky and Sam and Zemo's space in their investigation. Nothing, nothing that John did was surprising. Um, so even him bursting in, interrupting Sam and fighting with Carly, all of that, none of that was surprising. Now you could see that coming. I, I don't know that I like that. 
like I know that it needed to happen. I know that there is this arc with John that we're going to ultimately get to, and I'm sure it's probably the U.S. agent of it all. But I didn't like it, not because it wasn't done well. I just, me personally, I did not like it. So let's go. Um, let's go with Lamar. Now Lamar is tagging along. He is. We know this is John's best friend. He is the Falcon to John's Captain America. He's doing what needs to be done on his homeboy side. Um, he seems to be a little bit more grounded than John. And I don't know if that's just by nature of the way the actors are playing the role, if that's intentional, if it's John is the hot-headed one and then Lamar is his like grounded, level-headed friend, the buddy cop thing. I don't know. But um, I like Lamar. During this fight breakup of Sam and Carly's conversation, we get Zemo sh shooting. He's pulling out his gun. He shoots Carly a few times. I'm like, damn, she drops the, the serum all over the place. He smashes every single one, shooting at her. While he's smashing them, she gets away. Her and her homeboy run off. There's one left who picks it up but John. So, of course, we saw this coming. I, I Like, during that... HBCU battle <laughs> that went on in the, what, the second episode. I figured John has been, he's mentioned the super soldier serum a few times and just seeing him fighting other people. I'm like, man, there's no way that you get a new Captain America and you don't give him any type of enhancements. Cause at that point, what are you doing? Why is he here? You just have a regular average man going up against something like a Thanos. We fought Thanos. Why on earth would we get a Captain America who is just a regular peak condition man? That makes no sense. So we know that he taken upon himself to inject himself with the serum. <sighs> During this fight, the um he Carly gets away. Uh Carly gets on the phone with Sam's sister, Sarah. And then this is where the show kind of fell apart for me as well. I get the, again the means to an end. She's talking like, hey, Sarah, your brother, I might have to kill him. I don't want to. I feel like we have a connection. There's something going on. I need you to get him to me. And she's running down with all this information about him, scaring her. And I get it. I didn't really like that. <laughs> I guess you're like, well, damn, you said you like the episode, but yeah, it is like little parts that pulled me out. I enjoyed the fight scenes. I enjoyed all of that. Um, the where the episode kind of ramped up for me is <laughs> we get back to Zemo's, and I'll play this clip, but we get back to Zemo's, and we have Zemo, Sam, Bucky yelling at each other. And then we have the door Milaje come in. I was like, hey, we gave you the eight hours. It's time, man. Come on. What's, you know, give him up. He's like, no, I don't want to go. So um, for those of you watching live, I'll go ahead and play this. And this scene is the door Milaje effectively whooping some ass. On the wrong foot. <laughs> Should do something. 
Looking strong, John. Bucky. Kyle. Kyle, let's talk about this. So there's two things in this fight scene that I want to focus on. One being John getting his ass whooped. Now, though he is public enemy number one and folk, you know, ain't nobody really a fan of his, you can see over the course of the episode why John would take this serum. After he got his butt whooped by the Dormelage, he says they weren't even super soldiers. They weren't even super soldiers. And that's so funny to me because... What did you expect? Again, for somebody who says he he um is what he grew up, not grew up, he was aware of Steve, he followed Captain America's career, and then you also live in this world where we have been attacked by the Chitari. We've seen Loki act crazy, we've seen the Hulk, we've seen Thanos, like we've seen all these mystical, supernatural cosmic things, and you think the super soldier is the be the super soldier serum is the be all end all that's very silly to me and for him to get this like realization that yeah you are the the face you are the icon you are the american captain america united States. you are all of that but you're still not good enough and i think that was the tipping point for him uh you had a bunch of women which even that it's like, do you not know who the Dormelage? I guess well, maybe maybe you wouldn't know. Maybe you wouldn't know. Either way, his feelings hurt, his pride is hurt. Lamar helps him up, like, hey man, you know, not nah, let's get going. The other thing is in that scene was Bucky getting his arm taken off. Now I figure, you know, they were probably weren't gonna keep his arm from him, but seeing how quickly the Dormelage were able to push these pressure points somewhere, whatever, and drop that arm. Almost like a, hey, I need to get this man. You in my way. I respect you and love you enough. Let me just do this to show you that I'm not to be played with. Um, this where the episode really ramped up for me because it was like, all right, the action is hitting and it was for a reason and it made sense. <laughs> Dormelage came in and whooped ass. Was actually about to keep the shield, which in my head before they even touched the shield, I said, take it. It's vibranium. It's yours. It's not his. Take it. Uh, <laughs> but they leave it for Captain America going about their way. Zemo has escaped through his bathroom into some tunnel. Uh, so fast forward a bit. We get uh, Sam and Bucky. 
speaking with Cardi. She's like, hey, I talked to your sister because I needed you here. I don't want, I think you, me and you are on the same team. Let's do this. Let's do that. In the background, Sharon, she's been contacted by uh, Sam. Using her satellite, she finds out that um, there is movement with the Flag Smashers. They leave. Big fight ensues. This is the other, like, big set piece that did it for me. You get Lamar and you get John. And they talked, um, I've seen before, like, hey, man, would you take, John says, would you have taken the super soldier serum if, you know, the opportunity presented itself without a second passing? Lamar says, heck yeah. And I was saying it too. Like, in my head, I'm like, I don't take it too. And uh, John's like, well, you know, would you really? Because look at Carly and this and that. He's like, well, look at Steve. The super soldier serum, you're still the same person you were. It's just going to make you to the extreme of what you are. He's like, well, what about me? Man, you're a great guy. You got these three plaques or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Forget all that. Lamar, I knew somebody had to go down this episode. Watching this, I knew everybody wasn't going to make it out of this episode. They go to the new space where the Flag Smashers are to fight. They split up, they being John and Lamar. John hears a noise. He goes upstairs. He sees Lamar's gun. He goes in. He's looking for Lamar. He starts fighting, whooping ass. Falcon and Bucky show up. All in all, all this happened in the midst of this fighting. Lamar's tied up or zip tied up. He cuts himself out. He's still a little out of it. He got knocked out. He's a little woozy. He goes into the fight, helping his friend out. Carly is about to like kick a hole in John's back chest or something. Carly kicks Lamar with the force of an elephant into a pillar and he slumps dead. This man is dead. Like I watching this, as soon as I saw him jumping, Carly, I said, Oh, he has to die. He has to die. Once she killed him, I <sighs> curtains. So kudos to the actor. Forgive me, I don't have his name right on hand, but he I think he did a really good job uh, with his physical acting, with him looking dead. I know that's not like the most highest of compliments, I guess, but I feel like he did a good job. Um, you could see. John was pissed. Now, I've talked all this mess about John this whole episode, this whole series, but that is the one time that as soon as I saw him walk over, run over to Lamar, I was like, oh, you got to kill. You have to kill. Like, you have to get one of them. You cannot. I know you're Captain America, and I know you're this certain symbol, but you have to take one of them down. And I don't know what that says about me. Any therapist or whatever watching, don't diagnose me. I don't know what this is about me, but I was like, yeah, you somebody has to die. You these folks then killed your friend. You got the super soldier serum in your veins. You're good. You can fight. You can whoop butt. But they killed your friend. <laughs> so he chases them. Them being the flag smashers, which they are cowards. Um. Look, I didn't, I didn't sing their praises this whole episode. I'm talking about their cowards, but they didn't kill this man, and they, ah. So he chases them down. He gets a hold of one guy. I think the guy may be Indian. I'm not sure, but 
He gets this man on these stairs. He takes his shield and he he ends this man's life. He uses this shield and I put damn near decapitates the man. It's just and now they didn't show all of the gruesomeness. They show uh John and his actions, but man. Ah, uh, I feel so weird because I was happy for John. Like, yes, yes, do what you need to do. But then I'm like, oh, but I don't like you, John. But also they killed Lamar, but like also. Where are we going now? Like, we just discussed, like, having someone with all that power. What happens from there? You get the difference between a Carly and a Steve. And now we have this John U.S. agent with all his grief and anger that he already had in the back of his mind. What happens now? Now, while he's killing this man, you get all these people with smartphones, pull them out, videotape. And it's a good, like, 40, 50 people in this circle. Why they're not running away, I do not know. <laughs> but Carly is in the group as well. And she sees that this man has just killed your homeboy. He's not playing around. Don't, you know, you just said the episode before, oh, we got to speak the only language they know. We got to kill or, you know, whatever. And now you shocked, like, homegirl was surprised. So I, I liked it. I think the big fights and the ending was the best part for me. Uh, and mainly because this is something that I, we haven't seen. Like, this guy is supposed to be the good guy, regardless to how we feel about him. He is the face. He is Captain America. He's this good, great guy. And now he just murdered this man for the whole world to see. What happens next? Like, So like I was saying, what's getting me are these cliffhangers. Um, I think this episode is probably my favorite out of the four that we have available. Uh, it had a lot in part with... Uh, to the Dormilaje, to their role in this. Um, also that ending and Zemo escaping because now I don't know with the two episodes we have left, are some of these things going to get wrapped up? Are all of these things going to get wrapped up? Or are some things going to be left to get wrapped up in other Marvel movies or other TV shows or what? Like is Zemo just gone and that's it? Will the Dora Milaje stick around for the next two episodes? You know, will Captain America become U.S. agent or will he go rogue and do his own thing? You know, find out next time um, on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and then I skimmed the uh, the end of the episode to make sure that wasn't an end credit scene. <laughs> so I don't know, man. All in all, this was um, probably my favorite episode. Uh, a lot happened. Uh I'm just interested to see what comes next because it's one thing to have him beat this man. It's a whole other thing to have him murder this man streaming live. You know, that which I like that because you got at the end of the last episode this narrative that the Flash Smashers are terrorists. Look at what they did. They blew up this building. They're bad people. But now this very man that you put in place to protect us, to be the face, to be um, better than us or in his or whatever um is doing the same thing so if he's the good and they're the evil these actions are very similar but um i don't know man i don't know i think my emotions got me excited for him attacking the flag smashers but like at the same time you are captain america you know you're supposed to be held to a different standard so all that ranting and raving is because it's a fictional show but like you killed this man <laughs> I don't know, man. Let me know your thoughts. How are you feeling about um, the episode in general? Really, the Dora Milaje's role in this episode? 
And knowing that we have, I think it's still a go, the Wakanda TV show that I believe Ryan is supposed to be writing or be a part of, that's still a go as far as I um as far as I know. Where are you, you know, with the Dormelage and where are you with really John Walker? Because I don't like him, but I have to admit, there was a few moments in this episode. I was like, "Oh man, you gotta, you gotta handle that. Your friend is gone. Your friend is gone, man." Okay, so uh, let me check a few other. Oh, look at John. So yeah, it's um, John from the John Effects says this was a good episode. Yeah, I'm with him. I think the consensus is that this was a good episode. Uh, <laughs> during that fight scene at Zemo's house. The first thing that came to mind was Regina George and Mean Girls when she made copies of that burn book and had the whole high school in shambles tearing each other apart. Like that is what <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, John also said that Zemo has charisma. I I said my feelings on Zemo. Um I do think that he is a villain who probably has some staying power. Especially because it feels like they're positioning him to not be such a direct villain, uh, and then making him be a baron who now has all this wealth. Like, like, yeah, you know, before Avengers and your company did whatever, you know, I was a baron. I have funds. I have money. So that's something that you could play around with, where it's not just I'm just an angry villain here to kill everybody. Um, what else? What else? What else? Okay, so John says, um, I too read that they shifted the plot because it was the pan it was pandemic based. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Um, all in all, I do think they're doing a pretty good job. There are a lot of things that pull me out of the episode, but like overall, cinematography, acting, wardrobe, like the show is doing it. You know, they're doing what they what they need to do. And Carly, I'm rooting for her. I'm rooting for you, Carly. I'm gonna give me a Flag Smasher tattoo or something on my hand. Yeah, man. So, again, let me know what y'all think. Use that hashtag FWPod. You hit this on the replay, you know, put some ideas in the comments. Or if you're going to hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, and uh, tweet me like, man, you was wrong. Forget that. Or, man, I agree. Let me know. Uh, on uh, It was okay. This actually has me a little bit more excited for something like the Loki show. Uh, and whatever else is coming down the pipeline. So I think after this, I think we go a couple weeks without a show, and then we get Loki in June. I'd have to go and double check. But uh, yeah, so again, this is Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Use that hashtag FWPod if you have any thoughts, ideas, you want to dispute something I said. Like if you have a correction, I'm not above being corrected. Like if there's something and you're like, Actually, it was such and such. That's fine. Like, I want to hear that. Um, hit me up. Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Uh, Instagram and all other social media, Carefree Black Nerd. Email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. You got a little bit more in-depth conversation. You got a little bit more you want to get off your chest. And you don't want to put it to the comment section. Uh, that's fine, too. But, um, yeah, y'all, man, next week is going to be a wild ride. I can feel it. So uh, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and turn over Zemo. Do not go up against the Dora Milaje. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, y'all, man. On the wrong foot.
Bastard, damn you, James. 